I did tell him three and he just took whatever. But um <clears throat> welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host Tafara and today I'm joined by Tom and Relaki here to stomp out ignorance. Ignorance, meet Relaki. Relaki, meet ignorance. I'm ignorant. Hey, we'll see. No, 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 no. I'm gonna get real ignorance. Okay. We'll see I'm, I'm, in this. Um... I'm, I'm gonna get real ignorance. How, how is that a threat? No, 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 no. No, we we get real ignorance today. We're getting hella ignorance. Okay. okay. Someone needs the definition of ignorance. Hella ignorance. Yeah, I don't know if that's what we want to aspire to be. That's no, not no, what we, we get, represent. No, no, no. If you want to call me ignorant, we get hella ignorance. Today. It's okay. <laughs> That's not okay. what we represent okay. on this podcast. Um, <laughs> but the question that we're discussing today is, in any relationship you have, which is more important, love or loyalty? Uh, when I say any relationship, I'm talking from friendships to family to yeah. relationships, partnerships. Which do you yourself value the most when you look at every relationship you have? That is the question. Tom, which one do you, do you value the most? Just to get your first answer and then discuss afterwards. Love or loyalty? Love. Rulake? Love. And I go loyalty. To be fair, when I first saw it on his Instagram, I did have a little internal debate with myself. Because at mm-hmm. first I was like, obviously love. But then I read any relationship and I was like, okay, this is bigger than just uh, love. Then I thought loyalty. But then I remember thinking to myself, Okay, from a Christian perspective, if you're using God's kind of love as a medium of measure, then of course it would have to be love, because love, true love would embody also being loyal as well. And then I started to think like, hold on, there's always this narrative on social media that's perpetuated where it's like, um, you need to be a ride or die, or like, um, loyalty these days is a luxury and not like, you know, Mm -hmm. guaranteed. And that's when I was like, I don't want to play into that. That's why I chose yeah. love. But is it really fair to use God's um, love as a medium to um, to compare like the love we have for each other? No, but that's why like, I used it. For, that's why I thought about it for myself and myself. But that's why I had that internal debate because I was like, well, not everyone's a Christian, so not everyone will look at it from that perspective. But to truly love someone, why would you ever want to hurt them? Do you know what I mean? Like, we're all human beings. We make mistakes. But something as far as like, not being loyal when you have to and loyalty is supposed to be bare minimum in any relationship you have is a problem, I think. I feel like there's a lot of stories that happen that we've heard. For example, Cardi B and Offset, a celebrity couple, Offset stepped out on Cardi B in the past. When Offset steps out in that relationship, he's not out of love. We usually say he's been disloyal. When people cheat, we, the first thing they're labelled as is disloyal, not out of love. When people like come back to someone after cheating, they say, I still love you. This was just a mistake. This was a lapse in judgment, uh, a weakness of loyalty. But the love is still there for the person. It's just that the loyalty isn't. That's, think- that's what I say. Loyalty gives you more of a guarantee of there's no betrayal of such because someone could be loyal to you and they'll they'll love you as well but they can fall out of love with you but they won't step out because if they stepped out on you i feel like that would hurt you more than if they were to be like oh i love you but then they'll step out on you repeatedly but be like i love you before a lot of the time most people are loyal for themselves not for other people whereas i feel like something like love it's 
it's more a mutual thing like you can love someone and then not you can't have unrequited love but for the most part i feel like love is something that goes deeper than just a physical connection that's when it's like spiritual emotional all those different things and i think love runs a lot deeper than loyalty like you can meet someone for a day and already be loyal to them because that's your character but to truly love someone that's like a deeper connection that not a lot of people have experienced in their lives like i truly believe you can't love someone and be disloyal like not truly love them anyway you can have love for them you can care about them but i don't think you can truly truly love them because as a human being it's like we make mistakes yes but something as deep as like stepping out on someone or you know betraying someone that's so deep rooted that i think to have the truest kind of love i don't think you can possess that and still be disloyal to someone but we're under the assumption that both things go hand in hand yeah but the thing is it's not even like um what's it called because <laughs> not even like she said mentioned human beings make mistakes so it's like to be honest i think most most times you're in a relationship like that where we're smart enough to know if you cheat on someone it's it's hurt them it's not even a mistake it was like oh i didn't know nothing that's an absolute if you cheat on someone it is gonna hurt them so yeah. i think if you truly love someone you have you will have a, like a modicum of common sense to understand the fact that it will hurt them and i don't think if you truly love someone you should care about them to the point where you can you should be able to put your own um kind of um impulses to the side to think about another person yeah because if you, if you don't that means i don't if, you, if you're not able to do that, i don't think you truly love that person i think it. most people chose loyalty on your um poll because like i mentioned before everyone has this mentality of ride or die kind of person where you know i'll stick with you through thick and thin like i'll always be there whether you kill someone whether you do this whether you do that and it's just like because everyone's so focused on loyalties like they often forget that you have to love someone like loving is human nature like loyalty can kind of be forced and that's why i think for a lot of people they would rather have loyalty over love but it's like it's our human nature to want to be loved like imagine being in a relationship where it's loveless okay fair enough they're not cheating on me but they don't love me i don't love them Mm. like think how unhappy you would be whereas there are some people where they have the utmost love for each other yes people have cheated etc in the past but they've worked past it they've worked through it and they are they are happier than ever so i think i don't think you can truly be with someone and not love them but because there's loyalty there you're happy like i don't really think that's a possibility oh you said before that when people are loyal it's usually for themselves what, what did you mean by that as in a lot of people when they're loyal it's more like i'm that's my nature or that's my character like i'm very much i am about like being there for someone or i'm very much like I have got their back in all things like for instance take the example of a friend like there's been friendships that I've been in where people have been like if I don't like them you can't dislike them too mm-hmm. I mean you have to dislike them too and that's an example and I'm not the type of person to dislike someone for no reason but there are some people that are and that's not because like that sometimes it can be because their friend has asked them to and sometimes it's just like well why would I be friends with someone that my friend doesn't like that's who they are as a person that's not the type of person i am mm-hmm. so i think for some people their loyalty is very hindrance on how other people will see them it's very much 
I would want to cheat on them because I don't want to be labeled a cheater or I wouldn't want to not defend my friend even though I think they're in the wrong because I don't want people to think that I'm not a loyal person and I don't have their back and a lot of the time most people are loyal for themselves versus how for and as well as how people would see them rather than being loyal because they care about that person that much that they want to be loyal to them do you know yeah. what I mean ride or die mentality you you said that to me and I was uh, thinking about that for a while now is ride or die mentality toxic do you yeah. just yes or no do you think um hmm. of course it, it does have the potential to be toxic but why do you think we now have this mentality is it a media thing a culture thing music that you have to stick with someone through thick and thin even when they're in the wrong it's like i'm gonna say something a bit mad but i don't even have that perspective with my family like i was talking to you tom the other day about like family and how mm. people always feel obligated to please their family because mm. that's who you were given um, coming into this earth but yeah. it's just like if your family and your friend was to do the same thing and both were wrong you would easily forgive your family over something versus your friend but both of them made the mistake why because you have this need to please your family you have this loyalty that underlying loyalty that comes with family over friends a lot of the time but i think that's kind of a ride or die nature because sometimes your parents can do things like not everyone but a lot of people's parents i've seen do things that are so toxic that yeah. it breaks that person down internally and it's not till the future when they're married with their own kids they then re replicate their parents like mistakes mm -hmm. and they realize that it was so deep-rooted and i think that's because of this underlying ride or die but when it comes to um relationships as well i don't think like you should ride or die for someone that's cheated on you bad times or someone that's like i don't know a drug dealer or doing something illegal just because you're with them like there's this need where i have to be loyal even though technically what they're doing is wrong yeah. uh, what, so, oh, so, no. what you were saying earlier about if your friend commits the same crime as your family member towards you to me i feel like it's deeper than that because with family your relationship with that person so let's say if it's your brother or sister or auntie that person in your family they are part of that community or um tribe you're in the same tribe when you're in the same family so when they slight you it's awkward because of that whole thing that you're you're in the same tribe christmas dinners birthdays mm. barbecues like they're so rooted into your life like a friend it's just you and your friend that relationship is yeah. one way there's not oh he's my cousin my auntie auntie's kid and all that friendship group as well, yeah, yeah. or like I think it's very much deep-rooted in African culture as well. I'll land with that, but yeah. you should finish Because I think first. what's called, especially when it comes to this, um, because when we talk about family, we're not just talking about immediate family. We're talking mm. about, we got the cousins, we got the uncles, the aunties. I think it's not even something that's, it's something that's installed in us from a young age. As in, we have to overlook shit our cousins do. Yeah. Overlook shit our aunties do, our uncles do. Some people aren't even related to you. Exactly, but actually. they just call family. But to call that our parents are friends with them, they could call them like our uncles and aunties. Mm -hmm. But I'm not, I think one thing we actually do need to know is cutting certain family members off. Cutting family members certain off. Certain family members off. But that's what I'm saying. That that's the ride or die mentality. It's just that we don't look yeah. at it from that perspective. But you'll ride or die for your family. But your family can sometimes violate you more than any other person mm -hmm. on this earth. Mm -hmm. And it's like there's some people that you choose to have in your life, like your friends, that add way more value than a lot of your extended family members. But you'll give your extended family members way more passes because of that blood relation, which I think is then toxic yeah. because 
there's and it's becoming more normalized now with, within our generation not so much our parents generation our grandparents generation but there's normalization of i'm not going to give you respect it's like our generation is starting to normalize this perspective of i'm gonna cut off family members that aren't adding value to my life or are tearing me down or like there's this there's a big problem with like molestation and things like that within the african community as Sexual well harassment exactly and so people are starting to be like no i'm gonna cut them off i'm not gonna just take it because that's how i've been raised to take it and then <clears throat> i think there's that toxic nature of i need to take it because it's family or i need to take it because i don't want to show shame upon my family yeah and things like that. make a scene or yeah. draw attention to so it's very hush hush like exactly. like that i've heard stories of um oh that uncle that you don't leave your kids around like yeah. people joke about it like in the Medea movies but that is a serious problem where it's like hey watch your kid around here or even when they come but to your house he still like, comes to the cookout or even no even the uncles that come to your house to see your parents and they're sexualizing you in the mm. way they're looking and talking about you like oh you've really grown like look at your body things like that like that's so inappropriate you know, uncles that the really... fact they're saying in front of my parents as well like my parents mm. can't say anything but when they leave, my parents are like, yeah, that's the last time they're coming to this house. Stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I think there's this mentality of, oh, we need to show respect. We need to be respectful, etc. Because, you know, it, that's how we've been raised. But that's tying into the ride or die mentality. It's just that people don't see it from that perspective. Because no one labels ride or die to do with family members. It's just to do with, like, romantic relationships. Yeah. Um, because the thing is, it's... I think up until our generation, it was so normal for that, you know, that uncle that... He, things more time, I think even them saying, oh, we need... This uncle needs to stop coming around. I think that's even relatively new. Yeah, it is. Because deeper... When I was young, there were still set uncles that were around, that were around yeah, my yard. Yeah, yeah, That's what on about telling my sister to turn around. Oh, look, come here, come sit on my lap. That one, turn around, yeah, let's see you. Come sit on my lap. Sit but, on our lap. Meanwhile, how old is she? She's not, she's not younger. Mm. But she's like, come sit on my lap. The minute you've got a bum and breast, let's come sit on my lap. Like it's, it's exactly and they they've got wives like their wife like their wife is there their kids are running around like there's mm. no shame mm. like there's even African shops that you go to full on pastors mm. are trying to move to you asking for your number it's just like Lord there's no shame in it and no it's just shame. it's because it's normalized but it's like you don't want to disrespect anyone because it's like that reflects badly on your family you don't want people to turn around to your parents and be like. Uh, you raised your daughter badly or anything like that. It's all about reputation. Yeah. What do you think um, separated us from that previous generation? Why do you think we're speaking out more? Like, oh. do you feel like it's because we're what? We were Generation X, you said? I, I think it's because we're not Nigerian anymore. Or wherever in Africa. Because I, yeah, I, I still talk to my cousins. They kind of have the same mentality as my parents where are your cousins based nigeria oh I so think, it's, is it a westernized mentality yeah. i think cause, no cause i think it's not even just westernized because i think for us now first of all we have the freedom to actually i guess over there if we just uh, sorry i guess if we're here if we disrespect someone for a right for a just reason other people will most likely see our way or understand our way compared to over there everyone's so kind of set in set in their ways and it's pretty much the culture that everyone around you yeah. is the same meanwhile here we're around people from different um, races cultures countries mm-hmm. so people are more likely to understand us and not just what? that our parents are starting to have a lot more respect for our perspectives 
like especially at this age my parents are starting to treat me more like an adult rather than a child so it's very much like if someone's gonna harass me and i defend myself it's usually justified rather before it would have been seen like oh you're a child like you shouldn't be speaking to adults in such yeah. a disrespectful way but if you're coming to shout at me you're threatening to hit me my big 21 self like mm. you don't even be your own children who are five and six you want to be someone else's child like of course i'm going to be like mm. i don't know if you're disrespecting like i'm grown like i i, I can live on my own i mm. live on my own in university i provide for myself in university so you coming to me talking to me like i'm one of your children it's not going to run mm. and i think our parents are starting to understand that like it's not acceptable for us to just sit back and allow like i'm not going to disrespect adults for no reason like i i have understanding like and respect and my tolerance for a lot of adults is a lot high it's, it's really high so it's like for me to have said something to you you really must have done something yeah. like i'm not just going to disrespect an adult just because they looked at me the wrong way or something like that it's never that it's more an adult comes to me to try and harass me or and i'm even still respectful like even when some of these uncles are moving to me it's my mom and dad that steps in and says something more most of the time mm. so when i've said like said something for myself my parents are usually like oh it must have gotten really bad for you yeah. to have said something yeah it's that upbringing as african kids that we get of adults being this um high authority and some africans just as long as they're older than you they expect to have the, uh, that authority over you so even like i said you're like 21 now some adults might still feel like hey i can speak to you however i want i'm a grown person you're mm-hmm. still 20 blah 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 and it's very that mentality of having power over someone that's younger than you yeah. i think that's toxic as well yeah even like to the extent that right now i have younger cousins right but i don't treat them like i don't treat them like i'm this old guy like do whatever i do whatever mm-hmm. i want da, da, da. Because, they call me antsy, I'm just like that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like having that sort of, I don't know, it is that mentality of you're younger than me, so I can do whatever I want. Mm. Like, I feel like it's bad on them and it's bad for me to yeah. have that mentality because they grow up thinking that uh, this is what grown-ups do, this is how grown-ups behave, so when I'm grown, I'll do that. So now it's a self-fulfilling prophecy mm. of the boys who see the uncles chatting to their sisters thinking oh that's just how uncles are that's how they behave so when i'm an uncle that's what i'll be doing because i feel like if we didn't grow up um like in england or wherever we grew up because we didn't grow up in i'm guessing we we all didn't grow up in um for the most part for the majority of life we didn't grow up in our um, original countries pretty westernized yeah so i think if we if i think we actually all did i don't think we would have the same perspective in my opinion Mm. i really don't think because i think i think we would have grown up and that would be the norm it also depends how your parents are like my parents aren't super traditional like my parents didn't teach me like every time an adult comes into the room you have to prostrate or every time you see us in the morning you have to prostrate it was just be like respectful so say good morning things like that like they raised us more towards religion than tradition and i respect that a lot because it meant that there were certain values from nigeria that i just didn't Mm. adopt like i think that's helped me a lot as well because the same behaviours that are normalised amongst the Nigerian culture that yeah. I just don't. That's true. It. I do feel that religion and culture can blend into this ugly thing, personally, yeah. where religion's now being used to excuse certain things in culture, culture's now being confused for religion, and you don't know where either one begins or ends. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of bad things happen in, in that sort of way where you're now getting the pastors taking advantage of children in church yeah. or anyone in church, yeah. really. 
but because they're th- this religious figure, they're allowed to do it. Oh, that's the social norm now. But that's why when my parents would raise me, they would just be like, this is what the Bible says. Like, they would never not quote the Bible. Like, yeah. even like when my dad preaches, he, every couple of lines, it's a Bible verse, a scripture. Because mm. it's just like, unless it's not, re- it, unless it's not set, stated in the Bible, view it as a tradition. So this whole, um, um, prostrating thing that's not in the bible but we do it because it's that's country. the nigerian culture so it's just like my parents made it very clear like this is culture this is religion but focus more mm. on living a christian life because if you live a christian life you're just going to respect people in general anyway yeah. mm-hmm. so for me i think my parents have grown a lot since then because we reached all the first so I think my parents have grown a lot. I have to drop that one in there, didn't you? Obviously. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Because obviously that's what I was born in it. But um, <laughs> now nah, my parents have grown a lot because I think they were very um, set in their ways at one point. For the majority of my life. Very, now, could you give us like very, very age timestamps? So like at seven, how were they? At um, 10, how were they? I like, think yeah. up until... They weren't like... They, actually, no, they were quite... They were, quite, they were very strict. So I'm not going to cut. They were very strict very strict growing up at what age what's um, your definition of strict though um, I'm not going to say that on the podcast though but, what do you, um, your definition I'm of strict not, my definition of strict it's just they were after, you might have heard the stories I've, they were just very strict parents oh like curfew and stuff yeah like curfew I'm pretty sure you can <laughs> say you had a that's fine no for me it's one of them ones that um, obviously when I get home everyday study go mm. to bed Actually, yeah, 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 I won't, I won't say no. Yeah, but yeah, every day come, come home, study, go to bed. Were you allowed access to the TV? Yeah, um, only at certain times. Extracurricular? Um, that was a stretch. I, I, mm-hmm. I really had to force my way with that one. What age was this up until? Yeah. Oh, um, I'm talking about in high school right now. I was, I didn't, really, oh. I didn't do extracurriculars in primary school. Oh, I think oh. I, did, I think I did reading club. That's about it. Um, but that's again, that's because it was reading. But I think, um. For me, I had to kind of start pushing my parents' hands in order for them to start, um, kind of become more la- like relaxed. Because my older sister wasn't like, um, she was more of a stick to the rules type kind of person. She didn't want to kind of um, bend too much out of shape. Or she didn't want the trouble that came with it. But mm. for me, it's like, I because I think my, my older sister didn't have too many black because we not too many black people in our area. Mm. So up until I started making black friends out of our area, I saw how their fa- households were run. I was like, so mine isn't the norm. It's, I'm, I'm saying like it doesn't it doesn't have to be this way. I can actually operate. They don't have to be as strict. I can still operate mm. and function as a as a decent family. So before what you're saying is you thought this is how Nigerian households operate. Yes, and then you found out that because I can't lie, though, it very much depends though. Yeah. I know because I just never. I feel I, like as you get older, most Nigerian yeah. parents just relax. Mm. It's just because what's it called? I just never I just never saw Nigeria family paid differently where the kids weren't spoiled if you know mm. what I mean though I never really saw another Nigerian family that went as that went as strict as my parents and the kids grew up all right up until I was a certain age then I was like okay I can, we can still operate in a certain way and I can still turn out okay mm. you don't have to beat me constantly for me to be the best child yeah you know see mean? this is the thing though my parents raised us all the, raised us the same up until a certain age then they started to work out what worked better for one person over the other. Mm. So with me, they realised anytime they like take my stuff and make me go to bed early, I would just call till the next day, it didn't even affect me. Versus my sister or my brother would be up all night, upset, whatever. So they used to do that to them. 
and then they used to beat me because they knew yeah. that would work for me. So it's like <laughs> you were a stubborn one. <laughs> so like obviously you had to hold the items. Going growing up, I viewed it as why am I the one that's always getting beaten? But obviously yeah. now looking back, that's what worked for me versus my brother and sister take their stuff. Do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. like I was one of those people. I would just I would come. The sun was still out, I would just sleep because it just didn't work for me. Mm. So it's like oh. when my parents figured out what worked for who, that's what they then used as mm. their punishment. Whereas I feel like a lot of other parents, it's just like, I'm just going to beat everyone, do you know what I mean? I'm just yeah. going to do whatever to everyone. And it's just like, that doesn't work for some. Because some I think my parents didn't realize it didn't work for me when, when I think I was. Probably year nine. Take this guy's films. That's the punishment. Just take this guy's films. Because what's it called? Until I was in year nine, that's my dad. Even my, I was talking to my dad before, about before. He said, "Tom, that was your rebellious stage." I said, "I wouldn't listen to no one. I was arguing with everyone." Unruly. I was ridiculous. I was ridiculous. Wicked and bad. <laughs> I was ridiculous. He actually he he was. I was talking to him. I think I was talking to him about it when I went back home over quarantine. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Bro, you know you were stubborn, yeah." I was like, yeah, I was stubborn, but he never tried to speak to me. Mm-hmm. He never tried to reason with me. Because things, I was always stubborn when people wouldn't give me a choice. Mm. Then I was like, no, I'll go out. Even if I'm, even if I'm wrong, I'm going against you just for the hell of it. Okay. Quick, can I ask you guys this then? What was the transition between figuring out that your parents are treating you like an adult now? Where did you guys have that aha moment like, wait, you guys are treating me like an adult, like, I'm not a child anymore, like, was it things that you would have done when you were younger that you'd get straight beatings for, when now a conversation, or we're now like, oh, it's not that deep? I think cursing, and uh, no one care anymore, to be fair. And that's when you realise that your parents see you differently? Um, no, for me, it wasn't really anything i get beat for, I just like, actually, to be fair, it, it's like that, mum, can I go out on this day? I'm planning weeks in advance. Mum, mm-hmm. can I go on this day with this person? I'm going here, 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 and I'll be back at this time. Mm. And then at one point I was like, "Oh, I'm going out. Oh, when you're back, not too late. Bye. That's it." Okay. It was. It was that one. That was. I think uh, my 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 aha moment was sort of um, where I realized I was an adult was because I think I broke a plate, and then I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "What's funny?" That's the. That's the uh, yeah. I think I broke a plate. Yeah. So I broke this plate. And I was like, oh shit, I'm gonna get a beating, my life's over. And I think I was like 18. And I was like, I feared for my life. <laughs> of breaking up late? No, no, yes. if, you, if you see it's not you, I'd fear for my yeah, life. Yeah, so like, oh, I thought. My parents didn't care about breaking things. No, but even when we were younger, like, if you broke something, it's a beating. Damn. Yeah. If yeah, you yeah. tore your clothes, beating, like, my it, was, it was that bad. Lost your jump, lost your school jumper. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Oh my god. No, my moments are just maybe pay that far. No, I hated getting new clothes because I'd lose them and then it, I'd shit myself when it was time to go out because they'd expect me to wear that new no, t shirt. Yeah. <laughs> no, they used to tell you, go buy that, go get that t shirt that, that yeah. I bought you. Yeah, and then I'm like, uh, I just, you know, memory loss. I don't know which t shirt it was. Oh <laughs> it's in the wash, like, it was, it was always peak. Never like that. Yeah. It was peak. Probably because I had to have me downstairs. I used to wear my brother's clothes. Because no, <laughs> obviously, I was, I was the only boy, so. That's what that one's. I ain't wearing hand-me-downs no. So mm. every all the clothes they bought me was new. Mm. Yeah. So um, so I broke this plate and then I spoke to my dad. He was just like, "Oh, cool. I mean, just clean it up." And I was like, "Wait, there's no beating." I didn't say it out loud, but I was just shocked. And I was like, "Oh, I'm a I'm a grown up now." So that was that. And I feel like in terms of curfews and going out, 
uh, for me, uh, my dad made me understand from an early age that when I ask your location and text you, it's because I need to know where you are. Because if, let's say, I lie about my location and something happens to me, he won't know because he'll think I'm somewhere else. Yeah. So for safety reasons, he kind of mm-hmm. has to know. Yeah, that so, was my thing. Where I feel like uh, some other parents may not have that, yeah. you know, communication to say, bruh, if you lie to me about your location, you're finished. As in, I won't know where you are, you get kidnapped, and no one's finding you. I, sometimes I think you need to scare your kid, because to me, that scared me. That scared the hell out of me. He knew where I was, what time was, hey, dad, I'm coming back home. Like, yeah. I made sure like the texting was on point when I was going out on the off chance something happened to me, because I understood that part. Then. Mm-hmm. Mom was a conversation, I remember. <laughs> I'd come back from uni, it was first year, and I was just like to them, I, 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 I'm going out, and my dad was like, well, what time you come back? I was like, probably like 10. But I went out with like, my white friends in it, so. <laughs> Came back at one like, He's all like, shall we go club? I was like, huh? <laughs> what am I going to say? So I rang my mum, and I was like, can I go out, please? And she was just like, no, just get back. I was like, listen, mum. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I swear, as a kid, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Man said, I'm so sorry. Like you probably can beat me today, but I'm going out. Was the motive that good? It was more like I hadn't seen these people in like a year. Uh huh. Because every time we'd come back, because we had different unis, different courses, start at different times, I would just miss them every single time. So I was just like, I'm filming this one. I'm filming. Because my parents didn't really beat me at this point. It was more just silent treatment. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing worse than silent treatment from your parents. Because they, they rope your siblings in and it's just like us. Mm-hmm. So um, I get back at 2am now. Everyone's still up in it. Yeah. I come inside and I'm like, hi mom, hi papa. My dad's just like, turns, goes to bed. My mom's like, hi. <laughs> go upstairs. <laughs> The next morning, because we pray every morning as a family, there's no prayer. I've missed prayer. You missed prayer? As in, like, they've just done it without me. Yo! They changed the time when I was away from uni. Didn't tell me. <laughs> so they just did it without me. I was like, wow, this is deep. This never happened, didn't it? Oh, my God. So, did you pray on your own? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> so then I went downstairs. Obviously, I spoke to my mum first, because she went... Like, she's never really upset. She doesn't care. So I was just like to her... I had to go. <laughs> <laughs> you really turned it to the end. And she was like, you're an adult now, like, it's fine. So I was like, calm. Had to have the conversation with my dad. You know, it was like five hour conversation. Mm-hmm. It lasted so long. But my dad was just like, we find, we, we're still finding the balance between treating you guys like adults and treating you guys like children. And obviously, a young woman shouldn't be staying out late. Like, this was when, as well, rapes were really high. So my dad was just more like, I don't care if you really go out. It's just more the time and stuff. Like, I read an article about, like, a girl going in a taxi and she got raped and all these different things. And then from then on, like, he's never asked me, like, what time I'm getting back or where I'm going, like, anything like that. Even times when I'd get drunk and they're just like, I knew you were drunk yesterday because you were shouting like when I was speaking to them oh. so different stuff like that I think they just they've just calmed down a bit because it's just like they're at the point now where two of my children have graduated one's doing alright in uni like you can't come and kill yourself do you know what I mean you yeah. have to live your life like enjoy yourself and stop worrying about people that are doing god knows what like when I'm not doing anything crazy in uni but 
like in their heads they're probably thinking they're doing whatever they want like there's sometimes my brother would ring be walking home from the library at 4am there's times that I've been walking home from the library 5-6am so it's like you can't worry about yeah. them because you don't even know what they're doing when they when they were in uni or are in uni so I think that's when they just realise like yeah I need to calm down a bit actually I remember the exact case it was for me as well um, I told my mum I'm going to a party she was like oh okay I was like she was like when does it start like 3-4pm I was like, that's it, that's it, half nine. That's a lie. I said it's I said I said it's about to half nine. She's like, oh, oh, where is it? I'm like, oh, it's just on, it's just um, down Ashton Road, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So like, Ashton Road, like the main road coast. Was well, that the actual location of the party? That was the actual location of the party. I didn't lie about the location. You can't lie about location and time. So I said, I said it like, I said like, it starts at nine thirty p.m. She's like, oh, what time are we gonna get there from? Oh, like ten. She's like, okay, what time are we gonna get back home? I looked around, I'm like, ah, she hasn't said nothing yet. I'm like, this is like the day before. I'm like, 12? That's a question, isn't it? Mm. She's like, okay. And obviously, um, at this party, um, actually it was my friend's, it was my friend's birthday party. Mm. And it was held at my rugby club. And there's obviously there's a bar in the rugby club. So they were serving alcohol, alcohol, obviously. Um, I was drinking, drinking. I didn't realize the time had gone. I got an Uber there. I was, I was expecting to get Uber back. Okay, I looked at my phone. It says twenty to two. <laughs> my heart sunk. You said twelve. Yeah. My heart sunk. Twelve yeah. was a question. The thing, is, the thing is, for this party, I didn't ask my dad. My mom went. My mom went to my dad to see if it was okay. I t- I couldn't. I couldn't ask it. I couldn't ask it this myself. Let's be fair. Yeah. You always go to mom Yeah. So it's one of them ones that um. I went to order my Uber. I was like, oh shit, I'm gonna be in trouble. I went to order because like twenty five minute walk. I went to order my Uber. The app isn't working. <laughs> my heart has sunk. Then I realised... Um, Do you not have any taxis in your end? No. Because no. I only had my... I didn't even have my card on me. My Uber's, my Uber's connected to my card, didn't it? Oh. So my heart has sunk at this point. Then I realised I ran out of data. Oh I No, I'm just gone. I, I, was, I, I was gone. So there you had me running up... Because to get my, my back to my yard, it's, everything's uphill. Yeah. I'm running uphill at quarter to two in the morning. Drunk. Drunk. Guess who I bump into? Your dad. Tough stand. Oh, oh. yo, mug. <laughs> yo, mug. <laughs> did, he, did he know it was you? I think yeah. he did. Yeah, I did. He know it was me. Do you smell like alcohol as well? Oh, no, I, I wasn't too, I wasn't that close to him. Oh, yeah. I, I stopped, I said my, oh, guns. I wonder what he was doing at that time. <laughs> I didn't know, he was not, he, he was just like, he was coming back from work. Oh, coming yeah. Back from work. So I was shook when I saw Tastad. Because my mum has... I'm pretty sure your dad have my mum has my mum's number. Mm-hmm. So I was very shook. I walk... I get to the yard. I open I open as quiet as possible. Slip inside the you door. You know they're away. I, I close the door as quiet as possible. I put my hand in the living room. My dad's asleep on the couch. I'm mm-hmm. like, cool. There's certain parts of my stairs that are creaky in. I figured this out years ago. So I, I'm out here stepping... I'm out here doing ninja on the stairs. Make sure I creak nothing. My room's right beside my mum's room. Uh-huh. So as soon as I... Open the leave, open the handle to my room. Mum's like, Tommy, come here. Boy. Her room's dark. She, the lights aren't even on. She's in bed. She's like, you're back, yeah? Oh my. She's like, oh yes. I was like, yes, I lost track of time, innit? She's like, what kind of wine did you drink? <laughs> I'm like, I was like, mom, I just drank Fanta, that's it. Oh my gosh. Bro. At this point, I found the, I was still drunk. I, I was still drunk. I was trying not to fall over. 
You could have probably sobered up in that run, fam. Mm. Fucking hell. Yeah. Running around it. No, I was drunk. I was that drunk that I, I was still a bit tipsy when I got back mm. So she was like, okay, good night. I walked into my room. My sister popped her head out like, no shouting. What's going on? What's going on? Darius, I, 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 I can do what I want now. So it's all right. Mm. Freedom. To be fair, though, when I go home, I don't stay out late no more. Like, I had a conversation with my parents and they were just like, it's just that we worry. Like, when you're in uni, stay out till whenever. But when you're here, it's just different. Because like, they can see it. Yeah. Like, they'll yeah. stay up. Like, even when I used to wake up in the door of a club, even when I got back 5, 6 a.m., they would still be awake, just mm. waiting off. Because it's just like, they just worry. So Yeah, my dad's like that too. Like, I noticed that because I was like, I'll come back late and he'll just be sitting down doing nothing. And I was like, yeah. oh, he was waiting. <laughs> there's times I got back later than I was supposed to. I'll just get in. As soon as I'd get in, they're like, we'll just turn off. That's how I knew that they were just waiting for me to come yeah. back. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I just don't do it anymore. It's just not worth it, to be mm. fair. Mm. Plus, most most things are happening in the day anyway. Like, no one's really having parties and stuff anymore at night. Mm. I feel like that phase has kind of died down now. True. It's died down with our age group. Mm. But, yeah, this has been Sliders Podcast. I'm your host, Tafaro. Well, who's Taf? Don't forget who's Taf. Today, we've had Tom. It's your boy, Tom. We've had Relake. Stomp our ignorance. I'm more ignorant. <laughs> and <laughs> no, don't point at me when you say you, ignorance. You no, know, it's bad. The people didn't know I pointed at no, you. No, because I, I, I was because you pointed at me. And said I'm not ignorant. If I'm allowed. Oh, okay. Nobody said you're going to see ignorance today. You did. You Please, promised. Man. You promised us ignorance. I, but I don't think nothing. you delivered. I didn't promise nothing. Mm, well, we'll see. Well, shit, I can't help if I'm not ignorant, bro. My problem. But um, follow us on Spotify and Apple. Um, engage with us on Instagram. Something's coming me. special for Tom. Something's coming out for Tom. Blackie's coming out soon. Hey, no, man, I'm, no, I'm not coming out with I'm not coming out with I'm not coming out with I'm straight. I don't know what this was saying. I'm not coming out with What? The Blackie boils?